Welcome, everyone, to Red Sky Radio here with Robin Walter, the Robin Walter Show, as part of Red Sky Radio. Uh, I am traveling. This program is being recorded just a couple days before it's actually going to be released. I I always kind of hold my breath that uh, what I'm going to say isn't completely and totally outdated uh, because what we cover here is fairly time-sensitive. But to that end... Uh, I just want to make sure people know how to reach me. At uh, You can get a hold of me at redskyradio777 at gmail.com or better yet, the Robin Walters Show, Robin Walters Show at gmail.com. Uh, podcast, Robin Walters Show, you can get it that way. Uh, Rumble, same thing. Our Rumble audience is growing. I appreciate that. But I want to do something since everything is so in the tank lately. I want to have a few more good news stories at the beginning here. And at the end, I, I want to touch on um, the issue of the Titan, the submersible that, uh, at least at the time of this recording, its fate is unknown. It may be all well resolved by the time you hear this program, but at the time of this recording, they are down to about 20 hours of oxygen and Nobody's been, you know, nothing's been really detected of any substance. And it certainly is a race against time for that. But I want to start with some good news here. And the, I, I've never had, I'm trying to think if I ever had any good news come out of Canada. I'm not sure that I have. Canada has been in the tank and has gone deeper than the, the Titan submersible. I mean, it is, it's a country that is, in my opinion, is in the toilet. It is a country without a First Amendment right, like we have. They say it a little differently, but it's, it's not held to the same uh, high, high consideration. It's not as venerable, if you will, in Canada as it is here, although we are sinking. They don't have a Second Amendment, that's for sure. They're stuck on queerdom. They got all things, they get pretty much all things wrong. And why? Canada has a different origin. It was not rooted and founded in the gospel as was the United States, and neither was Mexico. And it isn't, isn't it interesting that the fate of those two countries, their success is to some degree a feature of being contiguous to the United States, which has been blessed less so all the time, and a program coming in a couple of weeks that is going to, I think, illustrate just how dire the situation is, more than you've heard of this program before. But this good news story coming out of Canada, and that is this Canadian high school, uh, Longfields Davidson Secondary School. The students are ticked. The students walked out because of all the queer and gender ideology being forced on them. They've had it. They said, we've had it with this crap. They walked out. 
How dare anybody defy Justin Trudeau who needs to go back to being the masseuse that he was. Nothing against masseuse, but it's masseuses, if that's the word. But it's hardly preparation for being prime minister. And this isn't the first time they've done it. This is the second time they've had this uprising. I think this is just fabulous. And I have to say, I don't know how many young people we actually have uh, listening to this program. But if you are, have you had it with critical race theory garbage and crapola in your high school? Teaching children. uh, Are you tired of being taught that the United States is fundamentally racist? And that every social interaction and every person that is relevant must be considered in the context of race? Does does every interaction have to be have to consider race in order before you are considered an anti-racist? I've had it. You know what I do you know what I like about Juneteenth? I love when it's over. I told somebody in the post office the other day they weren't giving mail, I just went in to get mine at the P.O. box. And there were three people who couldn't believe the post office is closed. I said, What's going on? I said, That's ah, just Juneteenth. And I told him, I said, you know. My favorite holiday is soon going to be June 20th. And they, one of them said, why? I said, because that means Juneteenth is over. Let's just make up, fake up holidays. Come on, look at the history of this. Uh, you know what? I don't want to get into that. I'm, I'm getting, into, getting into the usual program and digressing from my good news promise. But... I can see why this is happening in Canada, why it happened here in the United States for the first time. I would encourage, listen, I'm all right, I'm back on track. If you're in high school, younger, I want you to consider forming a protest. You have a right to protest, to peacefully assemble. Oh, yeah, you know, Christopher Ray may call in the FBI because you're a domestic terrorist for actually exercising your First Amendment right, but you might as well get used to it. You're young enough to recover. You don't can't get sued because you don't have anything. Nothing for you to take from some 16-year-old, right? You know, treat it like the see you at the pole. All the kids that had no interest in praying, no interest in the gospel of Jesus Christ, no interest in going to the pole for prayer each morning, suddenly got interested when the principal and all of the faculty said, you can't do that. Then they said, "Uh, watch me. I think that's what's happening here. This This forced submission to queer orthodoxy and all of the gross immorality that's wrapped up in people who cannot deal and handle with their sin. And not only do they have their rights now, they're not going to be satisfied until they force you to submit and actually vocalize your support. Otherwise, you'll be presumed to be anti-queer, just like the same thing going with race stuff. You've got to vocalize that you're not a racist and show certain things to prove that you're not a racist. You shouldn't have to be able to say anything. Let your yay yay be nay, your nay be nay. I'm not racist. I haven't been. But I don't have to be out there trying to prove it. Gosh, I keep sliding into the regular program, don't I? So my hope is that 
the more that Joey Cornpop, no brains, no morals, no nothing, pushes his queer sex and the progress pride flag that he hung on the White House. What a disgrace, Joe. The more he does that, the more pressure there is, the more pushback there's going to be. And I saw a survey just yesterday that says that the overall support for queerdom in the United States actually took a dip, even among Democrats. Though there's, though it's still the majority of Democrats support everything queer and tranny this and tranny that. Um, I like what Ben Shapiro said when uh, Biden was had the flag draping, the queer tranny flag in the center and the United States flags on the left and the right at the White House for queer pride. Shapiro said, quote, not one American soldier fought and bled for this flag. Not one American taxpayer paid taxes to the government for this flag. Not one law has been passed under a government elected under this flag. But the ideological coup is complete. That's Ben Shapiro. Does that think that's pretty much uh, over? Well, so Biden goes on to say in that speech, today the People's House, your house, sends a clear message to the country and to the world that America is a nation of pride. Uh, Joe, you fake Christian, you're not even a good Jesuit. You, although you claim to be, but you claim to be an 18-wheeler truck driver and you claim to have a meeting with Desmond Tutu and all this other stuff you just made up while you're in the basement and everybody else was campaigning for you. Let me remind you, Joe, when you say American is a nation of pride, uh, the Bible trumps your stupidity a gazillion times over because the Bible says, and pride goeth before a fall. So I want to <laughs> maybe a tough segue into this good news, but I want to tell you that um, while Joe thinks that all these kids are his kids, no, the kids belong to God. Don't you touch them, Joe. You'll be, de you'll be dealing with the warning. It, for what Joe is doing, Scripture has to indicate Joe's headed to hell. That's right. You know, I mean, that's what it says in, the, in uh, Matthew, you know, the better for you to tie a millstone around, have a millstone be tied around your neck and be cast into the depth of the sea than to lead one of these little ones astray. So Joe is apparently working on a, a real special spot in hell here. But I want to give you the good news out of this. There are these states that have passed the laws banning doctors from pushing all types of queer crap and sex transition procedures, mastectomies, genital mutilation, the whole nine yards. Now, in some of these good states, Kentucky and um, uh, I forgot what another state is, that judges have gotten in the way and stopped it. But they're not the end of the line. It can go up from there. They'll be appealed. But these are the good states. And I want to make a comment I think you'll find intriguing when I finish the list. These are the good states. Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, 
Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia. Now, every single state I listed is a red state except two states where we know for a fact the election was stolen, Arizona and Georgia. Isn't any question about it. Now, fortunately, those states still have a majority Republican House and Senate at the state level. But those are the states, every single one of them, is a state that I've listed a number of times as a state that would leave the union. With a couple of, I'm not convinced quite that Utah would go. Not sure about Iowa. I think it might. But anyway, that these states are actually the heart of a new America. So there's a good news there. Now, I love this company trying to build an alternative economy. And I started with an alternative economy this year. I decided to plant uh, basil. Let me see. Uh, basil, cilantro, tomatoes, cucumbers, two kinds, squash, melon, and I have a plum tree. Uh, squirrels have eaten my plums, my squash, my cucumbers, some of my tomatoes, my melons. Uh, <laughs> that's the devourer. Maybe I must be behind in my tithe because when you give, it says the Lord will rebuke the devourer. Right now, they're, uh, I think they're ground squirrels. I'm working on that part. But here's an, uh, a store company trying to build an alternative economy, if you will, alternative marketplace. They're very fledgling called Public Square, and it's public, then SQ, short for square, dot com. You can check them out. They are only beginning, but they have about a million people have signed up. They don't have enough offering yet, but they are trying really hard. But here's what I love about this company. I'd like to take, see, I like to see what companies that are good and moral and righteous do and then appropriate their policies into government. So it's, an, it's called an anti-woke online store, but the CEO has done something no company has done. No country has done. Interestingly, with the exception, I think, of Vladimir Putin and one or two countries in Eastern Europe. While all the, all the big woke companies are paying for their employees to go to California to slaughter their children on the altars of human sacrifice in Gavin Grusom's California, this CEO has announced that for each baby born to an employee or adopted, they get a $5,000 bonus. This is an incentive to have children and not kill them. Gosh, you know what? Wouldn't it be great to have a state that actually does that, actually provides maybe... 
Maybe it wouldn't be a payment. Maybe it would be a tax credit, not a deduction, but a credit, dollar-for-dollar offset against your state income tax for each child that you have or baby that is a child that's adopted. Pretty cool. Next good news. An odd sort of story coming out of my home state of Michigan, Hamtramck, which is the only city, I think, now in the United States that has a majority Muslim population. But, (laughs) okay, I got to hand it to these guys. It also happens to be the only city in the United States that has banned the LGBT queer pride flag, tranny flag, has banned all of that crapola on any portion of public property. These guys get it. I'm not saying you throw the queers off the 10-story building like we saw those pictures last year. But sodomy was a, um, a, a crime uh, punishable by death in the Old Testament. And, um, hey, that's just uh, that's the way God feels about it. This is good news in an odd sort of way. You see, I'm kind of stretching today, aren't I? But this girl sues a hospital now for removing her breasts at age 13. The essence of her complaint, and it is something that I uh, have mentioned two weeks ago, that I think needs to be a new trend. It needs to be enhanced beyond the litigation stage. But these are this is a hospital and doctors, of course, in California, facing a lawsuit for removing the breasts of a 13-year-old girl after she claimed she was a boy. Charles Lamondry, one of the lawyers representing her, said, the defendants have carried out ideological and profit-driven medical abuse in prescribing puberty blockers and hormones and then performing a double mastectomy. These doctors need to be sued out of existence. They got into it for the money, the greedy slobs. They need to be in jail, in prison for life, but at least sued. At least sued out of existence. And the allegation here is that there is no informed consent. Now, this is something that I read, I mentioned two weeks ago, needs to change. A state needs to pass a law that says that there is no informed consent for any of this trans um, transgender be, uh, activity, medically speaking. There is no informed consent possible for someone under 18 years old. Not with even parental consent. Look, these are kids. They don't know what they're doing. They can't drink. They can't vote. They can't drive. Well, I guess it's 16 or more. But all the things they can't do, but you're going to let them mutilate their body in something that's irreversible, that's number one. No informed consent is possible even with parental consent if you're under 18. No Number two, I mentioned, was no statute of limitations. If you're 40 and you got mutilated when you were 14, you can still sue the doctors. Have at it. And number three, if you can prove that there is no informed consent, which would be conclusively presumed if you're under 18, 
and proved that the doctor did any one of a list of things which the legislation would state, including puberty blockers, mastectomies, what have you. The list is probably endless because the devil has multiple ways to kill and ruin your children. That no matter what it is, statutorily, there's a minimum of $10 million in damages. Now, what this will do, number four, is it will cause, this is an addition, it will cause the medical malpractice carriers for these butchers, these barbarian bastards, I don't know how else to say it, who call themselves doctors, Dr. Mengele, they call themselves doctors, it caused them to start start dropping the uh, insurance coverage, liability coverage, malpractice coverage for these butchers. So they can't get insurance coverage anymore. In fact, maybe the state should just pull a California who's always dictating to the insurance company and state that the state shall not be able, no, no insurance company doing business in the state of Arizona may issue malpractice coverage to doctors performing sex change operations. Uh, same to you, Newsom, and more of it. The last piece of good news, and then I'm going to go to one semi-good news. Uh, you've heard me talk about Vivek Ramaswamy. I like this guy. I really do. I don't think he has a chance as president. I think he would be a fabulous running mate for Donald except that he's smarter than Donald, and Donald might have a narcissistic cow over it. I don't know. But he put out the other day, I'm going to give to his campaign. He needs, he needs greater visibility for the debates. And why, is, why have they, are they letting Brett Baer and Marsha McCollum do the first presidential or Republican debate? I have no idea. But Vivek put this out. The email I got from it says, Truth. There's only one. Not yours, not mine, just pure truth. In today's bureaucratic political climate where spin is all the administrative state knows how to do, we stand by cold, hard facts, and I am not afraid to say them. These are the ten pillars of Ramaswamy's campaign. One, God is real. That's sitting at the top of his campaign. God is real. Number two, there are two genders. Number three, human flourishing requires fossil fuels. Yeah. Number four, reverse racism is racism. Number five, an open border is no border. Number six, parents determine the education of their children. Seven, the nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Eight, capitalism lifts people up from poverty. Nine, there are three branches of the U.S. government, not four. And I think his reference is to the deep state. Ten, the U.S. Constitution is the strongest guarantor of freedoms in history. I have never read 
a presidential plank as straightforward as this, to which I absolutely and totally and completely heartily agree. Now, boy, I don't even know if I want to say this, because I'm going to make a prediction. This program is being taped because of travel limitations June 21st, Wednesday, June 21st, first day of summer. Uh, in Arizona, I love the first day of summer because it means that tomorrow the days start getting shorter, which you can hardly wait for. But people have asked me before, because they hear my my program talk, and I, I play, I think my dog's a Democrat. Is there any circumstance under which you would possibly ever consider voting for a Democrat? And I have always said no, because there is never a Democrat that has ever come. The best Democrat, let me put it this way, the best Democrat has never come close to the worst Republican. And we've had some bad ones. Mitt Romney was a, what a, what a basket case he and John McCain both were. They didn't have any guts, didn't have any morals. They're just part of the, part of the deep state, the bureaucratic state, the rhino establishment. But the other day when Chris Christie came out and said that he would support transgender procedures on minors if the parents consent, I found a new low for a Republican candidate. Now, he's a loser anyway. And I've mentioned, I don't know, last week or whenever, that Christie is the worst of every single person running. I already knew that, but he just found a new low. So what Chris uh, is saying here is if the parents consent, then it's okay to go ahead with the mutilation of the child. Well, let's just drop in a plethora of other things that you could do and are allowed to your child if the parents consent. What? Beat them up? Papa, beat me. I, I want to be beaten. Okay, I consent. Drugs. Just go right on. Fentanyl. Who knows? If the parents consent, does that mean that the kids can do anything they want as long as they can get parental consent? So this is where I have come down on this issue. And I want to get to the Hunter Biden verdict in a few minutes, but I don't think there's time before the break. But if, in fact, the presidential race came down to two individuals, two individuals. Now, this is a one in a million shot. I think it could have ever happened. But I'm just being theoretical. If the race was between RFK Jr. and Chris Christie, I would actually vote for a Democrat for the first time in my entire life except once. And that was almost, <laughs> well, let me just say many, many decades ago when I ran for the House of Representatives in Michigan, as a Democrat, I was not saved. I wasn't close to being Christian. I was a libertarian. I voted for a Democrat myself. 
The only time I've ever voted for a Democrat in my entire life was when I voted for me. And I got gloriously saved after the primary, but before the final, uh, the general election. And um, I had already voted for, I voted for myself because I, I don't know why. I should have not voted for myself. I felt like I wasn't, wasn't qualified. This would be the, the, only the second time in my life. If that happened, I don't think it's going to happen. And now to my prediction, uh, I'm going to make it. Who do I think is going to be president in 2024? I think the president, I think who will be elected is Gavin Newsom. The left so despises Trump, they'll almost vote for anybody, which means Biden. Biden cannot make it to the finish line. He's a deranged dork. He's a deviant, demonic despot. And when somebody else emerges, right now it looks like it would be RFK, but I have to tell you, RFK will get, um, he will get swamped by Gavin Newsom passing him in the fast lane because Gavin Newsom looks more like his uncle than he does. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Robin Walter, Red Sky Radio. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to... Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. You know what? Some people have wondered, uh, who is singing that song? I use it every now and then. I really like it. Obviously, I like it or I wouldn't play it. Just to fill you in on the details, look them up. This will give away my age. But that was sung by Cat Mother and the All Night Newsboys. I want to say around 19, I don't know, 72, somewhere in there, 73. Okay. Yes, I said it. I think Gavin Newsom is going to be the president in 2024. And here's why. As I said, Biden, uh, people have voted for Biden because they so hated Trump. Biden, Biden is the deviant, demonic, despotic dork. He's an embarrassment to everybody except himself and Cammie Harris, who's actually just as dumb as he is. 
they are searching for somebody else. They want somebody else. RFK Jr. provides that at this point in time. However, if I will tell you, if Biden drops out, there will be Democratic debates. RFK Jr. does not possess the charisma nor speaking ability of his uncle, JFK. He doesn't have the shock of hair. He doesn't have the good looks. He doesn't have all those things which influence people's votes, which shouldn't, but they do. All of those things belong to Gavin Newsom. That good looks, the shock of hair. He is a smooth talker. RFK is not as photogenic. He's got this gravelly, raspy voice. I don't know what he can do about it. Maybe apparently nothing. He's, uh, I, I, I just see him being passed up in the very first debate. And Newsom will never need to look behind. And now, now the Democrats don't have to just vote for whoever's there because they don't want Trump. They'll actually like this guy. And they're looking for a, quote, savior, end quote, to their party. And honestly, if when he wins, if assuming he does, it is the end of the United States. I, it's just gone. The states will need to leave. Those 20 states I read to you just a little while ago, those are the ones that uh, will need to get up and get gone because Newsom is horrible. He's from absolutely the pit of hell, but he's smooth. Do you think the Antichrist is... I don't know saying he's the Antichrist, but... He's that evil. People say, oh, he's so nice. He dresses nice. He talks smoothly. He's nice. Look, blah. Oh, forget that crap. Do you think the Antichrist is going to come with 14 warts on his face and two noses? No. He's going to be charismatic. How do you seduce people if you aren't charismatic? Charisma works two ways. If you're Ronald Reagan, it's for the good of the country. If you're Gavin Greaseball, gruesome, it's for our devastation. Now, with respect to the Hunter Biden deal, I, okay, at the time of this recording, uh, this is about 36 hours old. But where is there a, is there a silver lining? And where is it in this deal? This is where I think it could be, could be if the Republican candidate has the opportunity to, frankly, exploit it. And this is how. If you go back, whether you're talking to the Juneteenth business or what have you, critical race theory, always comes up about two tiers of justice. And that was true. There certainly was a time that it was true. And it's true today, but not in the same way. You see, the Democrats were the ones that were pro-slavery. The Democrats were the ones that were supportive of Jim Crow laws. The Democrats were the ones that opposed the equal um, civil rights acts passed in the 60s. The Democrats, the Democrats have been the worst enemies blacks have ever known. They've been in charge. Look at the cities that are run from by Democrats. They suck. High crime, no education, poor education, crappy schools, 
It doesn't matter how much money is poured into them. They still suck. Those cities are bad. I don't want to live in them. God would have to put a note on my table that says, I'm sending you to Baltimore or Chicago. Boy, God, please, please don't do that. But I'd have to do that before, before I'd go. But here, you're wondering, where's the upside? The upside, I think, could be this, if properly presented, if not exploited. And that is, Republicans need to say, yes, there have been two tiers of justice in this country that did exist. We thought we got rid of it, but we haven't. Because it's alive and well with a Democrat administration, Department of Injustice, who are comprised of a bunch of old, white, elitist Democrats who get a, a get-out-of-jail-free card to Hunter Biden, while you black guys and you white guys, you poor guys, well, all of you who have no connections, you don't know anybody, in D.C., you don't have the money, but you get the other tier of justice, which means that you get to go to prison. The feds, at the same time they cut a deal with Hunter Biden, are pressing the identical charge against a young woman, and they are not cutting a deal with her. I was thinking the other day, uh, I'm going to... Sh- I'm. Planning to shift my legal practice as to what I spend time on, and this 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 uh, uh, Hunter Biden deal was a factor in it. And you know, if I were representing somebody for a gun crime, because I would do criminal defense and the restoration of gun rights for those that have lost them, when they can prove that they uh, are. Uh, you know, uh, a productive member of society once again, however you want to put it, they've been restored. I would I would say in a trial, I thought up a closing argument. Your Honor, we are seeking justice, as I'm sure you are, and as is the uh, opposing counsel. That's what the court's here for. And all we ask of this court is that you give us the same level of justice, favor, and consideration as was given to Hunter Biden. But that be given to my client. Because we don't want to have two tiers of justice. We want to have one. And I'd like to suggest that my client deserves every bit of consideration as much as Hunter Biden. See where it goes. If nothing else, you'll find out whether the judge is a Democrat, right? <laughs> okay, they need to exploit that. In other words, the Republicans need to take a historical Democrat talking point, which the Democrats are totally hypocritical, and make out the fact and, and prove the fact here that this is just old, white, left-wing, elitist corruption that has always been there, Democrat corruption, which has always been there, that will continue to not give the favor to blacks and poor whites, 
that are given to high-profile elitist white Democrats. Man, I wish I was running for office. I would have at it with this argument. Well, that's the only upside that I can see to that, and I have no more to say until there's more revealed. I want to run through a few things, though, that are um, not maybe as important. It's sort of a potpourri here because I, I've got something that I want to share at the end that is extremely important. But just a few things to bring you up to date. I mean, they bust. They didn't bust it. They discovered it because it's not illegal. But 30 to 40 teachers online in a forum from different states the other day were boasting about how to go and be subversive to secretly taking kids and seducing them into the trans ideology. Uh, Parents would be horrified at what some teachers are scheming to do. In fact, there's one here, Kimberly Martin, the DEI coordinator of Royal Oak Schools in Michigan, said, quote, we're working with our record-keeping system so that certain screens cannot be seen by the parents. Isn't that interesting? Jennifer Haglin in Iowa says she is developing her own, albeit illegal, Code of Ethics. At no point in the session, and I'm quoting here, did any teacher say parents might know what's best for their own kids. Nor this is written. This is a report about report written by an organization about this forum. At no point in the session did any teacher say parents might know what's best for their kids. Nor question whether affirmation on demand was the only way to help a trans-identified student. Well, man alive. Uh, body mass index. Body mass index. We all know whether you throw you in the water and they find out whether you sink or swim. If you float, you're overweight. Probably. I think that's what it is. If you're toned... High percentage of muscle you sink because it's denser than fat. Not saying you're fat if you float. I'm just saying fat floats better than muscle. But the American Medical Association, with, with an incredible epiphany, a word that which I taught to my six-year-old grandson the other day, he now uses the word epiphany, that the body mass index, says the American Medical Association, is racist. Isn't that news? That's, I mean, isn't that just incredible news? Uh, I, oh, I never could possibly have thought that it would be racist. Well, uh, or what's, but we don't want to be homophobic either. So Tony the Tiger now poses with Dylan Mulvaney. All right, Tony the Tiger, he just be, he, Tony the Tiger, Tiger just went woke. And Kellogg, the cereal maker has gone awoke. And I want to quote Joe Rogan here, which I do not often. I actually don't listen to him, not because of anything against him. I just don't have the time. He said, Americans have had enough of pride. And I agree. 
when even Democrats are getting sick of this tranny crap being pushed down our throat, and they're being pushed down our throat by queers because trannies are queers. Some have tried to sever that, but you cannot. A transsexual is a person who thinks they're the other sex because that's the way they deal, or only the only way they think they can deal with the fact that they're attracted to their opposite sex. I'm sorry, they're attracted to their same sex, so they must be then apparently the other sex. But we don't get to talk about that. So if you don't think that there, we've had enough of the tranny crap on Pride Month here, let me just list here uh, so that you're ready to deal with the, fall, the full fallout of, quote, Pride Month put together by Matt Walsh. Thank you, Matt, for this list. Uh, which Pride Month was officially recognized by the U.S. government when Bill Clinton declared June 1999 as Gay and Lesbian Pride Month. And it's just gone down a rat hole into the septic system since then. But if you think that that's all there is, listen to this list. We also now have Bisexual Health Awareness Month. We have International Transgender Day of Visibility. We have the National LGBT Health Awareness Week. We have the National Transgender HIV Testing Day. We have Non-Binary Parents Day. We have Lesbian Visibility Day. We have the International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia. We have Harvey Milk Day. We have Pansexual and Panromantic Awareness and Visibility Day. We have Non-Binary Awareness Week. We have International Drag Day. We have LGBTQ History Month. We have International Lesbian Day. We have National Coming Out Day. We have National LGBT Center Awareness Day. We have Asexual Awareness Week. We have International Pronouns Day. We have Transgender Parent Day. We have Pansexual Pride Day. And we have, you ready for this one? Gay Uncles Day. Uh, you know, because gay, the G and L for gay and lesbian wasn't enough. There, the, then we had to have the B and the T, and that wasn't good enough, so we have to have the T and the Q, and like I call it, LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ. They will continue to add letters to that moniker uh, to cover new, uh, not new, sexual deviancy, deviant behavior, but sexually deviant behavior which hasn't previously been recognized. So what does that lead us to? Of course, it leads us to... Uh, pedophilia, incest, and bestiality are simply right around the corner on the horizon. Well, I'll tell you, I had enough of Queer Pride Month just reading that list, which I don't really like doing, but man, alive. Okay. Well, we are. We know that Sesame Street just went uh, went queer recently. But I want to cover something that... I'm back to California here because this is a kind of a spiritual segue to the end of the program. Arnold Schwarzenegger, who I didn't vote for. I knew he was a rhino. I knew he was a fake. He's a Republican in sheep's clothing. 
He's a wolf. He's a rhino. He's a fake. He said the other day, quote, Heaven is a fantasy. We won't see each other after we're gone. Now, I know what Arnold Schwarzenegger believes. I've met him. I don't know him. I've met him. I've read what he believes. There's nothing Christian in what he believes. And Arnold, when you say we won't see each other again after we're gone, you're probably right. We won't see each other after we're gone. Because we aren't going to the same place, Jack. And then he followed it up with that there is no difference between June 6th, the alleged insurrection, which wasn't an insurrection, and the only person that was really harmed was the white woman not carrying a gun killed by the black cop. I only point that out because we only ever talk about the reverse. And I'm going to quit saying it. But he said there's no difference between June 6th and Kristallnacht. Now, Kristallnacht was from 1938. It means, in German, the night of broken glass. And it was the night that the Nazi government faked uh, a Jewish incident. It wasn't a Jewish incident, but it was the night that Hitler and the government was released, or, or Hitler released the government, to eliminate Jews from private and public life of having any influence. And they went on to bust their shops and their windows. That's why it's called the Night of Broken Glass. The, the Jews were shop owners in, um, in Germany, by and large. Private enterprise. They busted it. And it was the unleashing, the official beginning of the terror against private citizens not harming a, a federal government that were happened to be Jews. Schwarzenegger, the brainless that he is, considers June 6th an uprising in which there was no real meaningful damage, which 300 of the people were let in by the Capitol Police. We've seen the footage. Walking around in the Capitol, being ushered around by Capitol Police, that somehow that's comparable to Kristallnacht, Arnold, where the Nazis were unleashed by Der Fuhrer to harass and terrorize citizens? Here's the deal. The only Kristallnacht in this country has not been June 6th. I'm sorry, January 6th. I said June 6th. I misspoke. January 6th. The only Kristallnacht is the weaponization of the federal agencies against conservatives and Christians in their private life and in the expression of their faith and in the exercise of their First Amendment rights. The FBI here uh, harassing the father of seven from a phony, baloney little uh, bubble law protection thing for a planned non-parenthood clinic. The 20 armed agents. The 20 armed agents with AR-15s from the IRS showing up in Montana. That's our Kristallnacht, Arnold, and you, do, you don't know anything about it. And you should. You're Austrian. Why lie? Get your big, fat head 
out of politics of which you know nothing now, nor did you ever. Now here, I want to conclude with something. And I'm drawn back to this Titan, this submersible. It sort of captured my imagination. As I mentioned at the beginning of the program, um, at the time of this recording, which is June 21st, the fate is not known. There's still about 20 hours of air. They've got these noises. By the time you hear this program, they may be all concluded, concluded to be dead. They may be rescued. I don't know. But my concern is their salvation. There's five on this boat, or submersible, because it's not a boat as such. Um, my concern is their salvation. Do any of them know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? I don't know that any of them do. But the fact of the matter is, uh, this is an unusual circumstance. Most people die somewhat instantly. They're really, I mean, maybe they've been sick for a long time. They can contemplate their mortality that way. But it's not absolutely imminent, as in the next minute or two. Unless you're on a plane that's lost an engine or it's caught on fire and it's 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 diving its way to the earth and the terror of the last minute or a minute and a half before that plane hits the ocean or the earth of the people that are screaming and crying out for an hour and a half. But these these guys, if what has happened, if what we think has happened really did happen, they are I have about 85 to 90 hours from when things went wrong to contemplate their mortality. A certain, this is sort of like being buried alive. A horrific, horrific conclusion to one's life. So I'm wondering, is there anybody on that, in that submersible, who's a Christian to be able to witness? Because while as this would be, this being buried alive horrifying experience, also is actually a little bit of a favor in the sense that Few people have the opportunity to actually gauge and consider the imminency of their death over a three or four day period. Maybe a few criminals, somebody is scheduled for, I just thought of somebody else, I forgot about somebody is scheduled for capital punishment next Tuesday. Same sort of situation. But then I got to thinking, well, what would happen if there is nobody saved on there to preach the word? And I was drawn to, and this is my prayer, as it says in Scripture, that all those who call upon the Lord shall be saved. Yes, it would be nice if there's somebody who's a Christian and that's submersible. But on the assumption that there isn't, they're still not without hope to be saved. It's time to throw away all of the, all the bravado, all of the accomplishments, all of the money, because you got billionaires on there, and call upon the Lord. And so, Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to minister to those on that, in that submersible to do that very thing, to call upon you. They haven't had the gospel preached, but they don't have to, to call upon you and go from the depths of the ocean to the height of heaven. 
I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. God bless you all. Remember, you sit tall in the saddle. You ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. See you next week. 